everyone. You're listening to The David Lee Show. The David Lee Show is sponsored by Fixing Fathers Incorporated, which is a 501c3 not-for-profit organization based in Connecticut. Fixing Fathers Incorporated promotes learning and intellectual development for fathers and their families. Learn more at fixingfathers.org. Now, without further ado, here is your host, Dr. David Lee Asbury. Uh, uh, yeah. Yo. Yo, yo, it's the David Lee Show, uh, the dot-com don, we don't scratch the surface, we go beyond, music, entertainment, and more, reporting live from the 203, establishing 09, three-time author, stand-up comedian, man of the media, working in any medium, this is where it happens, this is where it is, the David Lee Show, time to log in. everyone welcome to the david lee show as melissa mentioned this is your host dr david lee asbury listen listen i'd like to thank all of you guys for stopping by today because well you you didn't have to the david lee show is sponsored by fixing fathers incorporated where fathers help fathers to be better fathers men's resource where it's great to be a dad and mckay's custom clean that's customized cleaning for your individual needs Ladies and gentlemen, I am so happy today to have my brother, Bruce Trammell. Now, Bruce Trammell has been working with fathers for about, about 10 years. And the difference between um, someone who actually says they want to do fatherhood and someone who actually is doing fatherhood is that commitment. When you talk to Bruce, you're going to talk about fatherhood. You're not going to talk about anything else but fatherhood. And as you guys can tell, I'm excited about it because, you know, it's really what I do. This is what I do, and I have Bruce here with me, and I am so happy. So, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to bring to the mic right now Mr. Bruce Trammell. What's up, Bruce? Not much, Dave. How's, not much. How's it going, man? Well, it's going really good. It's, you know, it's a good Sunday morning. Uh, yeah. Uh, even though the sun isn't shining, it's still a nice day. I know, and it's Mother's Day, and we're out. And we're able to figure out a way to get out. I can't believe it. Yes, we did. Thank you so much to my wife for letting me do this today. Um, but um, I am glad that you're here, Bruce. So let's just get right into it, man. Let's just get right into it. Listen, um, I wanted to find out, you know, you and I, we always talk about the things we're going to do today. Then we talk about the things we're going to do tomorrow. But I've noticed that you and I have never really gone back. And, and, and you know, I really know nothing about what you've done back way back when. So let's just start off. Where did you go to high school? And tell me a little bit about what you've done in the past. Okay. Well, my journey did not start with fatherhood, and it had no um, inkling that fatherhood would be a part of my life. I went to Eli Whitney Tech, and uh, I became an auto mechanic. Mechanic? Yeah, yeah. I was an auto mechanic. Uh, that, was, <laughs> okay. that was something that I was really So you was under the hood? You yeah. was under the hood? Oh, I just can't see it. I can't you see know, it. Changing motors and everything. <laughs> I could do it all, you know? Oh, man. Okay. I got to remember And, uh, and fixing things uh, on the streets of New Haven. Uh-huh. You know, um, there were places where you know a car would break down, and here I am out there working on it because I kept my tools with me all the time. So, so, I mean, where did you learn how to fix cars? You don't just wake up and I fix cars. I mean, was it your dad? Was it your uncle? Eli Whitney. I'm a doctor of motors. (laughs) A doctorate of 
Motors. That's that's what my diploma said, Doctor of Motors. Okay, so you're the guy to come to. Uh, I'm the guy. I can I can put a stethoscope on a uh, on an engine and tell you what's wrong with it. You know. That's great, man. Okay, so I mean, you know, see, this is what I'm talking about. I'm saying we we're always talking about we're always talking about we're always focusing on you know present and how can we help dads and how can we do this, but we never really go back. So okay, all right. So you're a mechanic. I know who to come to when I have a problem. Um, tell me a little bit more. What happened after you, after? Well, you're not doing that now. So what happened after that? After I became a mechanic, and I realized also that there was something bigger as far as fixing things that uh-huh. I could do. Right. So I ended up going to uh, back to school to okay. get a little uh, certificate for electronics. Okay. And in that respect, I ended up working for Pitney Bowles. I All worked right. with them for a while. Okay. I was repairing uh, copiers, folders, inserter machines. And then from there, I ended up working with IBM right here in Hamden. You never know. Yeah, so I, uh, I worked on typewriters for, for a while. Uh-huh. And that's really amazing for a guy who can't type. So this is this is like during your teenage years? What is it, like your 20s? What is that? What? Yeah, this is this is my early 20s. Okay. Yeah. So you were just kind of bouncing around trying to find your way. Yeah, I was. And, and the, the mechanic part of it was, was good for me. I liked fixing things. I always did. So okay. uh, that was, you know, it just fell right in the line. Okay. All right. So what happened after that, Bruce? Well, after that, after a while, I got kind of bored or tired of it. Uh-huh. So um, uh-huh. I always wanted to drive a tractor trailer. Uh, I always thought I could, I, I could drive a truck, right? Yeah, yeah. So I ended up getting that. I ended up becoming a tractor trailer driver. Get out. Yeah. You was on the road? Uh, I was on the road around this area. Yeah, I, I did this three states. So 18-wheelers or what? what oh, just man. I did, I did 18-wheeler flatbeds. I did um, dump trucks, oh, dump man. trailers. I did uh, boxcars. <laughs> I did it all, man. I even worked, uh, you know, for the post office as a um, an outside provider, you know? I'm telling you, it's guy. funny so, because, like I said, Bruce, you just never know, man. Now, I had no clue that you were driving 18-wheelers, man. <laughs> so do you miss that kind of stuff? I mean, you know, because you're not doing well, that I mean, stuff yeah, now. You know, I mean, you know, it, you know. Uh, driving an 18-wheeler <laughs> was kind of fun at, uh, because... You know, it was something that I always wanted to do as a kid. Right. And, and I got that you, opportunity you got to do, do it. it, you know. Yeah, and yeah, you're sitting yeah. there in that truck and you're, you know, you got all those gears. All you that know, power. You know, that, it's not only 18 <laughs> wheels. Uh-huh. Sometimes it's 18 gears. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Because you got a high, low. You got six low, six medium, and six high. Uh-huh. So you are really just, you know, so you're just popping moving. them gears back and oh, forth. Oh, yeah, right? yeah, yeah, back yeah, and forth all yeah, the time, you know. Yeah, yeah. And that's the exciting part when people are looking at you and you're hitting back and forth, you know, yeah. making all that noise. Yeah, yeah. You know, letting people know you're out there on the road, you know. Yeah, uh. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that that was a good thing. So we me. can rent, we can actually rent an 18 wheel that you can drive us around. We hey, got to hey, do that. Hey, you got to hey, make that happen because, see, yeah. I've never actually. <laughs> I've never actually sat in an 18-wheeler, but I've always, you know, it was so popular back in the day, um, you know, to drive trucks. My dad drove a truck, um, but he never actually taught me how to how to pop gears, you know. I remember one time he put me in the truck, and I did something wrong. He was like, no, 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 that's all right. You're going to take the automatic. You're going to take the automatic. And I was all right with it. I was like, whatever, you know, it wasn't a big deal. But, you know, I've never learned how to actually fool around with gears and I'd love to learn. We can rent a truck that way we can jack it up or whatever. We're going to do that. Um, like so, all right. So let's, let's move on. Let's move on. So what happened after the truck driving? What happened after that? After the truck driving, because I was in construction and all, uh-huh. uh, when things kind of slowed down, right. th- 
then I ended up, you know, basically without a job at one point. Yeah. So I was also DJing on the side. You know, I was like a, basically like a street DJ, but I also um, actually did an internship at 94.3 WYBC. So what, like, like, Juan, like uh, what's his name? Juan Castile? Yeah, I did the Love Zone. I did the Saturday Afternoon. Get the hell out of... Yeah. So you got, the, you got the DJ voice, man. That's where hey, that bassy voice comes from. Hey, all right, all right. You know? you know what I want you to do? Give me, all right, give me a little plug from that. Give me a little plug for, that you used to use for wine or whatever. I want, I want our listeners to hear. You know, something, something for the ladies. Give me a little something. Well, one, one of the things I used to say is, uh, <laughs> you know, you got Tremel on the Love Zone, 94.3 WYBC. I'll see you when I see you unless you see me first. Oh, my God. <laughs> Oh my God! Yo, man. All right, all right, all right. I'm gonna talk to my producer. We got, you know, there's gonna be some times. Let me tell you something. There's gonna be some times when I can't make it. You know, I can't do the podcast, and you sit in. You can just do the thing, man. All right. I don't know if we're gonna turn this into some love zone or nothing like that. I'm not trying to turn it into that because this is for fathers. You know, this is fathers. You know, well, actually, fathers and mothers. But I'm just saying. You know, we we gotta figure out a format. So we'll talk to my producer about that, man. That way, you can, um, you know, come in, co-host, or. or uh, yeah, we got to do that. It's just amazing. Like I said, we got to talk more, Bruce. But anyway, um, stop talking about the present. We got to talk about the past a little bit more. All right, so you've done radio, driving the truck, uh, Pitney Bowes, uh, mail trucks, whatever. All right, so what happens next? Bring me to the next level of your life. The next level is um, I get divorced after 25 ah, years of marriage. Boy, here you know, it comes. Five oh. kids. Oh. And... Through that process, right. I did not know that there was a fatherhood movement right. because I didn't see it uh-huh. when I was going through my divorce and going to court. Right, right, right. So a few years later, mm-hmm. I'm doing this um, this project for someone. I DJ a, a little um, event, right, and I find out that basically what it was was an interview, okay, and I ended up getting a job. And this job had to do with social services, and it was in the fatherhood arena. Ah, But it also took me to court. Right. Now, court was something that I liked because I had just become a paralegal. Right. And I had did a year in Stanford court as a technical uh, court assistant. Okay, okay. So I had, you know, had experience with that. So this is sort of your introduction into the fatherhood Right, 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 through right. court, you see? So the idea was that fatherhood was was something that I'm learning, mm-hmm. you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm finding out, you know, this is going on, and I didn't know about it. So you're, basically you're talking about the movement. Yeah. Why don't you talk, talk, to, talk, to, talk to our listeners a little bit about the movement, what was happening back then? What was happening was that a lot of fathers were going through court, mm-hmm. and they were... They weren't able to pay that child support. Right. So a lot of them were, were ending up in jail. Right. Because of not being able to pay. Right. So right. what our job was to do is to kind of give them the tools that they needed. Right. To keep them afloat, keep them uh, looking for work, understanding the process. Right. And just figuring out how to work this whole process through. So were you were you sort of like teaching them those 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 sort of soft skills like interviewing and all of that kind of thing? Were you getting into that or what? We we had a component that we were doing that in, but yeah. mostly 
my focus was to get them court ready, ah. to get them to understand. Now, at the same time, I'm going into the court, I'm um, talking to the judges. Uh, everyone in court knows that I'm there. Right. Uh, child support knows that I'm there. Right. And I'm helping the fathers right there in court to basically say, hey, we're here for you. Right. And, and, okay. and get them to understand the process. And then they come in and we would get them to understand the process. Gotcha. You know, so basically gotcha. it was a buffer. Yeah. So it was a good spot for them and it was a good place for us to meet these men where they were. And so they, they got the chance to see how we really could help them. And so it was a lot of advocacy. And we also advocated, you know, on a state level too. So we were part of the policy changes. Right. And understanding, you know, well, if this is coming down as a policy, this is what our guys really need. And this is how we can help them. So when you say, let me stop you there. When you say our guys, right, what type of guys were these? Were these just like working guys or were these like, um, were these sort of ex-offenders? Or what, what, back then, who, who were you kind of dealing with? It ran the gambit, really. Oh, okay. We were so working what, with, yeah. with dads basically that were under 45 years of age. Gotcha. That was our, our core target group. Mm-hmm. And a lot of these guys, uh, some of them could be working. Right. But the job doesn't really, you know, give them a lot of leeway, you know, a lot of extra money on the, on the uh, idea that, you know, I can pay child support and I can pay my rent too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So a lot of guys had to make decisions, you know, what do I do? Do I pay the rent or do I pay the child support? And, and you know something, Bruce, it's kind of funny because you're talking about way back then, and I, I I see so much focus as far as as far as money. Where now, and it's and it's been like years later, but now it's it's also money, but there's also the involvement of the father and and making sure father understands he's significant and all of that. But way back then, it was really just cut and dry cash. There wasn't really too much talk about, you know, the significance of fatherhood in the whole. Well, that was the thing. You see, in, in New Haven, what happened is that a, a man went into two different courtrooms right. to deal with two different matters. Right. One was the matter of the payment, and the other was the matter of visitation. Uh-huh. So that was one of the things that we've been trying to work on for a long time, is to get it all together into one court. And have it addressed all at the same time. Because a lot of times they wouldn't go back for the visitation part of it. So that's why they wouldn't have visitation. Right, 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 right. So, you know, something you have mentioned, and, and this is this is, this is is a word that you use all the time. That word, consistency. Why, why don't you talk a little bit about that how it, and, and how it relates to being a father. Consistency is, is a very big thing because... Our children are always watching what we do. And a lot of men don't realize that. It's not what you say you're going to do for your kids. Right. It's what you actually do that they watch. So you could have a situation where you think your child is not connected to you. Uh, they don't understand you. They're right. not really sure of you know your commitment to them. But if you stay the course and you stay committed to doing what you have to do in their face constantly trying to get to them even though you may not be able to and you continue to advocate for your children somewhere down the line that consistency is what pays off Mm -hmm. because remember our children are so smart 
They are so very smart. Mm-hmm. And they watch and they listen and they see. So what happens is somewhere down the road, right? Yeah. Your child comes to you and say, you know what, Dad? I need you. I've always needed you. Right. And and I thought that you weren't doing what you needed to do to get to me. Right. And now I see over the years that you were trying. And they go back and they build that relationship. And, it, and, I, and it's shocking to some of these dads because they just think that they don't think that the kids see this. Right. They don't see the significance. Right. Yeah. You see, and they, yeah. they don't understand that there's a payoff. Right. In being consistent. You know, if you're constantly being the person that your children need you to be, even though it may seem that they're not engaging, I think it'll come back to you. That's beautiful, Bruce. They That's will beautiful. know. That is beautiful. Okay, Bruce, so we're going to take a break right now. And when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, fatherhood. Is that okay? Sounds good to me. Cool. The David Lee Show is sponsored by Fixing Fathers Incorporated, where fathers help fathers to be better fathers, a men's resource, where it's great to be a dad, and by McKay Custom Clean, customized cleaning for your individual needs. For more information, visit us at fixingfathers.org. Now, back to The David Lee Show. Thank you, Melissa. Thank you so much. So, Bruce, Bruce, I don't know, man. Your promo just basically played. Um, I want to thank you for being a sponsor of the David Lee Show, man. Thank you so much, Dave. The check cleared, man. <laughs> well, that's good. Men's Resources is happy to be a sponsor. Well, thank you so much, man. You know, people talk about they want to help. And, um, you know, it's not really all about the check. The check is nice. But it's about the commitment to the to the cause. And I, I just want to thank you for that, man. Appreciate it. Oh, you're welcome. So, okay. we're gonna. All right. All right we got rid of all of that stuff. All right. Let's go. Uh, let's talk a little bit about fatherhood. So now, how many, you have daughters, right? I have four daughters and Uh, one son. Oh, okay. So let's talk about the four daughters right now, because I have one daughter and I'm going crazy. You see, I have no more hair, uh, and it's all because of her. So (laughs) tell me a little bit about being a dad to four daughters. Well, that's four (laughs) different personalities. (laughs) You cannot be the father to each one of them exactly the, the same. same way, right? They're, they're all different, <laughs> yeah. and you have to recognize that, and uh-huh. that took a while for me to understand. Really? That, uh, yeah. They're, they're, they're not a different... cookie-cutter thing. No, there. no, yeah, not at all. They have different personalities. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. I had a little bit of um, an understanding of it because I've only got six sisters. Oh, so. okay. So that, yeah, only, right? <laughs> only. So you, yeah, you, you, you know. Yeah, I yeah, I, I knew a little so bit. So within about that. that, within that uh, family dynamic, where were you at? You were like the middle, or were you the, the youngest, the baby boy, or what? No, I am firstborn. I'm the oldest child. Oh, so you're the oldest. Yeah. Ah, so that leadership position. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I embrace all of that that uh, and uh, firstborn. Okay. Carries with so you. a lot of that skill, you, you you could see a lot of that skill basically came down to when you were when you were dealing with your children. Yes, it did. It yeah. did. Yeah. You know, and uh, my son is the oldest. Okay. So the, the four girls are after him. Oh man! Well, Bruce, I'm telling you, man. I right now I have one daughter, and um, you know, I from a previous marriage I had boys, and the feelings. That's it's that it's that that's what I have such a problem with because. 
Um, I can talk to my son and say, hey, listen, go do so and so and so and so. But when I talk to my daughter, it's those feelings that I lack sometimes. You know, I, I try to talk to her the same way I talk to, and, you know, I try to talk to her the same way I talk to my son, and it just does not work. It's just like a mess. So that's what I am learning right now to be a little bit more patient. <laughs> yeah, we have to be a little bit more patient, and we have to understand that. They uh, process things a little bit different exactly. than the boys. Exactly. So uh, with my daughters, it's uh, it's a little different because um, they're they're basically like models of their mom. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. they uh, they embrace the things that their their mother is passionate about. Right. They're passionate about also. Yeah. So yeah. in that respect, it's like I'm dealing with her four more times. <laughs> four additional times. Four right? additional times. Oh man, great, great, great. So let's talk a little bit about um, um, your organization, um, Men's Resource. How did that come to be? Well, Men's Resources isn't is a, a place where men on Facebook can get information. Right. One of the things I found is that information was really lacking proper information. Mm -hmm. So one of the things that I, I, I kind of coined was we have urban myths running through the, the fatherhood movement and ah. what people are thinking. Mm -hmm. Because what they're doing is they're carrying this information that they've gotten right. from somebody who had a problem maybe 10 or 15 years ago. Right. Still, still saying the same exact things and might not be true or not true. Right. Yeah. So my thing was, well, if we give people the proper information, right, then they can make better decisions. Yeah, yeah. So what? One of the things that would happen is that uh, a guy would go into court. He'd be standing there and he's uh, being asked a question. Right. How much child support do you owe? Because the audit says this is what you owe. Right. And then the judge says, "Is that true?" And he stands there and and he doesn't have any paperwork in front of him. He doesn't really know exactly. But on the other side of the table, they know exactly what the amounts are exactly. because they have it on paper. Mm -hmm. And so he says, yeah, okay, uh, it's right. Yeah, yeah. So what I taught guys to do is, well, why don't you go down to the child support office, right, and get an audit mm -hmm. of everything that you've paid, everything you're supposed to pay, and exactly where you are today being prepared Bruce right right being prepared because if you're if you have as much information as the person on the other side of the table does then you can make an informed decision right you can figure out well okay this is what I owe this is what I make let me see how I can you know pay this up exactly exactly you know? and then and then also Bruce and we've talked about this before what it does to that father's self esteem you know basically he's going in there saying all right i know there's no question marks about oh my god and what am i going to say you know you know exactly what they're going to say you know exactly what you're going to answer but the but the bigger picture is that mm -hmm. the court appreciated right. that the man was able to stand up and say what he needed to say for himself. Exactly. You see, because he's advocating for himself mm -hmm. in this arena. Mm -hmm. So if he's able to say, Your Honor, this is where I'm at, this is what's going on, yeah. and this is how I'm going to solve this problem. He's owned it. Right, he owns it. Yeah. And now the judge says, okay. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. If this is what you're going to do, I'm going to hold you to that. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So it's a different picture. Yeah, yeah. So men's resource basically just gives the men what they need. 
when yes, they need it. It does. But what came out of that mm-hmm. is now we have an empowerment group. Okay. And on Sunday morning, 9 o'clock, at the substation on Charles Street, 26 right. Charles Street mm-hmm. in New Haven, we have an empowerment group right. for men. Now, the reason why this is an empowerment group is the idea that I'm going to help you, mm-hmm. along with the other men in the room, to be able to advocate for yourself yeah. and understand that you had it in you all along. It was there. It was there. Right, right. You know, this is not a beat down. Yeah. This is a lift up. Right. So, okay, now you take these tools and you go out and do your work. Just like I would take my tools and work <laughs> on that car. <laughs> on the truck. Yeah, because, yeah, yeah when that yeah, car yeah. broke down. It all goes back. Bruce, it's a big right. old circle. It's a big old circle, you know? right? Yeah. I knew what to do. I got you. I can see that smile. I had the tools. I can see that smile on your face. You know, you just you just made that connection. Right. You know, and say, "Hey, David, take that and and, and sit on it." You know, so the yeah. tool, it just all comes right back to who you are, Bruce. Right, right. Mister Fix It. Mister Fix It. You know, let's let's oh, get this man. fixed. Yeah, let's get this fixed. Let's do it. Right. That's great. That's so, great. the other part of this is that I took it to another level. Okay. Because I figured that men really needed a lot more help in other arenas. Right. So there's other courtrooms, there's other arenas. Mm-hmm. So I got the information and I and I said, wow, this looks really good. Yeah. It was about becoming a fatherhood life coach. Right, right. Oh, yeah. Tell me about that. So I looked at it because I was working with this organization in California. Uh-huh. Fathers and Families of America. Right. And I had found out that they had actually been in Connecticut Mm -hmm. and worked with our fatherhood program in Connecticut when it was basically just getting its its sea legs. Off the ground. Right. And getting off the ground. They were part of that. Yeah. So I I reached out to them. We uh, built a relationship. I went out to some of their um, events out in California that were basically three-day conventions and trainings, and I got to meet people. So these, these conventions were basically all about, about fatherhood issues and uh, family issues? And they, were, they were all about all the supports that are out there. That are out there. And I got to see the people who were doing the work, not just in fatherhood, but supporting families in other ways. This is just adding to your toolbox. Right. Basically, just more yeah. <laughs> more to give. You're getting and more to give. Right. Ah, gotcha. So I took the opportunity yeah. to take the training okay. to become a fatherhood life coach. Now, this training is from where now again? Can you just tell our listeners? This training is from Fathers and Families of America along with Arizona University. Okay. So okay. together, and Life Impact, right. they put together a whole program. Right that actually takes about six months to complete uh-huh. because of some of it you're doing online, some of it you go out there. Gotcha. You, uh, you have a class out there, you have a virtual class. So you've completed it. I've completed you've it. You've got your certificate. You've got your credential. I've also hung my shingle. Oh, okay. You All know, right. this is, this okay. is, it's there. You know, this is Bruce Trammell, nice. LLC, <laughs> as a coach. You see? Love so it. Love it's it. out there now. Nice. It's, it's, it's nice. available. Nice. Because... 
We need to continually be on top of all the changes that are happening. Right, right. See, a lot of our fathers don't understand that there are people working behind the scenes that understand what this struggle is. Right. And understand that you can't continue to run men underground. Right. Because their children are the ones that suffer. Right, right. Because their children don't get the benefit of the dad being able to be freely engaged with them. Now, do, do you find it difficult, Bruce, to try to get fathers to get that understanding that what you just said as far as there are people in the background like yourself that are in the background working and trying to get them that knowledge? Do you find it difficult getting the fathers to come out? Um, um, is, is it a struggle? It's a struggle to debunk the myths that they already have. The myths. The uh, myths, you yeah, see, yeah. that this is the way the system works and it never is going to change. Right, right. Now, say for instance you're on a boat, you're way out in the ocean, right? right and you need right. to make a U-turn in that boat. It takes a long time for that boat to turn around. Yep. You know, with all waves hitting up against mm -hmm. it and everything that's happening. Yep. You know, so that's the way this is. This is a big machine. This is a big boat. And it's trying to turn around. But it's not going to be quick. Right. Right. It's going to take some time. Yeah. So it may take a couple of years for things to be implemented. But what's happening is that people are listening. Yeah. Because there's forums going on all over the country. So the boat is turning. The boat is turning. These gentlemen out there, a lot of men out there just don't realize that it's a slow right. turn. But it is turning. Right. Gotcha. Right. Gotcha. Because sometimes when that boat turns, uh -huh. right, you don't always feel the motion. Uh, because it's so slow. Because they have to, you know, worry about those waves and make sure. So that they you don't will you you inform these guys that that boat is turning one right. You ins you inform them that it's going to be some time, but that it's basically turning in their favor. Yes, it is. Right. Because there are people advocating for this all the time. Right. There are people that are making their voices known. There are people that are doing the work and bringing the data. Right. To someone's attention and saying, you know, this is what's going on. Right. This right, is the right, reality. Right, right. So if more men get involved right. in the process of, you know, fatherhood and learning about it, then the data can reflect that. Exactly. Exactly. And it's so important to follow that. And, and, and this is what individuals want to do. They want to follow the data. They don't want to hear what they, they rather follow the data. They rather follow the masses of data that we can get from these dads and, and talk to these dads and find out what they're going through. That's why it's so important, really, for them to, to be involved and be engaged right. and get them engaged. Because the, the fathers are learning little by little right. that everything is not exactly the way I thought it was. Right. And, and when you get a father that starts to, to see, like, um, DCF can help me, you know? They're not out, out to right, get Right, right. <laughs> the DOC is doing things to help me. Yeah. The DOC allowed us to have a, a program of fatherhood inside where we got a chance to, to sit down with guys and walk them through some processes. Right, right. And that's part of what, what the group does is it... It helps them to, to work through their process right. because you get another man looking at you and, and saying, wow, that's what you went through? Mm. 
man, mm-hmm. that was rough. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. thought I went through something. Yeah. But you went through more you than I did. More, yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So now you're giving me more hope. And I can get through it. Right. Yeah, yeah. That I was on the right course all along. You see? Yeah. So it isn't always about preaching to people. Mm-hmm. What it is is about supporting them. Right. Supporting the efforts that they're making, not knowing that they're making the right efforts. Gotcha. You see? And getting them that information. Right. Yeah. Getting them the proper information. Yep. Right. The more up-to-date information. When things come out that's new, what I would do is use my forum to be able to tell people, look, this is what's happening. The state says this, 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 Mm -hmm. and this is what we can do. Or the feds say this, 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 and they're going to knock it down to the states. See, gotcha. so now I get an opportunity to take this information to court mm-hmm. to be able to, you know, see if our process is in line. Right. You know, and if it's not in line, say, hey, you know, this is what came down from the feds. Mm-hmm. You know, what are we doing in Connecticut to be in compliance with that? Right. Right. You know, how are we a part of this? And when all of these things come together, mm-hmm. then. Who's the people who benefit from it? Exactly. Our yeah. children. Yeah. That's what it's Our all children about. benefit. That's they benefit from their dads getting information and being able to go out and do better because they see that better really works. Well, Bruce, man, you, you are fighting for the cause, man. And like you said, you're one of those people that are in the background just doing the work, man. Just doing the work. And I just want you to just continue doing that work, man. So, um, Listen, why don't you give these folks a little information about yourself and how they can get in contact with you. You said you got the empowerment thing on Sunday mornings. How can they get in touch with you, man? They can get in touch with me by calling me at 203-530-7675. That's my direct number. Okay. And they can email me at capital B A T L E E. 72 at hotmail.com. Why don't you say it one That's more time? Why don't you say it one more time? 72 at hotmail.com. Okay. B A T L E E 72 at hotmail.com. Okay. Okay. And what we're doing uh-huh. is we're 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 having some events, we're doing some things, and if you contact me, I'd like to put you on and be a part of these things. And be a part of helping other fathers yeah. to be empowered, just like you're trying to be empowered. I can feel the passion. I can feel the passion. And I hope, Bruce, you know, thank you again for coming coming on the show. And I hope that you will come back so we can really talk a little bit more about the future events. You know, we got we got we got a lot about the past, a lot about the past, a lot about the present. But I really want to talk to you again about some of these future events that are coming up, because I know you're doing so much for dads. Well, Coach Tremell is out there and it's not therapy. It's not mentoring. It's coaching. And it's all about you. Wow, Bruce, that was so powerful. Thank you so much, man. You're welcome, Dave. Listen, y'all, this episode of The David Lee Show was produced by Tracy Bowens. Thanks a lot, Tracy. If you enjoyed today's show, head over to FixingFathers.org to gain access to our free resources. Until next time, in the words of the legendary Maya Angelou, 
We may encounter many defeats, but we must never be defeated. She said it, and I'm sticking with it. See you next time. This episode of The David Lee Show was produced by Tracy Bowens. Yo, 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 it's the David Lee Show. The dot-com Don, we don't scratch the surface, we go beyond. Music, entertainment, and more, reporting live from the 203, establishing 09. Three-time author, stand-up comedian, man of the media, working in any medium. This is where it happens, this is where it is. The David Lee Show, time to log in. The David Lee.